So this was like the summer of 2019, and I was attending friend of the show Milo's comedy special Pindos in Camden. So it was just like the very much the month I had moved to London, and I was like, yeah, little country boy in a big city. I had like 5,000 followers on Twitter at this point, and I was fresh off being recognized twice. I was in a nightclub in Birmingham, and once at the protest when Boris prorogued parliament. I don't even recall what that is. Um, so I was like, well, well, mine and Trash Future, mine and Milo's audience probably overlap a fair amount. So there was like a good chance I would be recognized uh, there that night. And I was in the lobby waiting to be let in. I was there alone. So I just struck up conversation with the person next to me. And during the chat, I, I happened to mention this. and and. Uh, she said, oh, really? Um, and that turned out to be Abigail Philosophy Tube, <laughs> who at the time had, I think, like 500,000 YouTube subscribers. Uh, 5,000 followers, wow. Five, yeah, no, it was not a great... <laughs> well, the, like- the funny thing was, Dev, that it couldn't have been better timing that as soon as you finished telling me that you had uh, 5,000 followers I said oh really that's that's really cool wow. someone immediately came up and recognised me and said holy shit your philosophy tube I was like oh, uh, yeah I, I am they were like I've made this full who? 3D model of your head just from a series of file photographs and I, I felt so bad no, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is the next time we met, which was at oh, a, a this different was Trash fault. Future live show in, in Hackney afterwards. <laughs> it was just me, you, Riley, uh, and Riley's partner, and we were getting chips, and you told this story from the other direction, because <laughs> oh, I no. had transitioned far enough, but you didn't recognize that it was oh, me, and you were like, I'm oh, so last sorry. time I was at a TF event, so fucking Dipshit. <laughs> Try to flex on me. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dev. There is one Devon among us. I'm so sorry, Dev. <laughs> and that's uh, and that's the first two times I met Abigail. Now we're both in the correct gender and we're friends. It all worked out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> do not try to replicate this strategy. It's not a no, do one. not try and introduce yourself to any of us at any time. <laughs> no, don't do it. It's too awkward. <laughs> and I, I was just, I was just thinking about this because obviously, like a little bit of a peek behind the curtains for the viewers. But we're recording this on Transgender Day of Visibility. Yeah, I've got my mm. webcam on and everything. If, if you haven't realised this so far, all three of us are trans. Mm. Um, did any, did any of you not? Did any of you not realise that? There's one well, person listening going, oh, fuck, oh, shit, and unsubscribing <gasps> from the Patreon. I'm, like, I'm genuinely like, Wait, what? sort of worried about that. Because <laughs> I haven't out loud on the podcast ever said that I yeah, used Because the thing about them. me is, right, my voice is hyper-passable. <laughs> <laughs> Transgender day of self Two dudes on this podcast. <laughs> So many people will listen will listen to my voice and think, yes, this is a cisgender woman. <laughs> I actually quite like your voice. I think it's well, good. Thank you. It's a good voice. I quite like it. I think we all sound very good. Well, we're here mm. to discuss James Bond. What? Speaking and of living twice. 
Living Which twice. Which we all have. You know who else lives twice? James Bond. That's right. James Bond has transitioned. And I am I am trembling in awe at the possibility of the bit that has just laid itself out before me. Go for it. Which is to say, we're talking here about Weeb James Bond. It is. It's so we're gonna get to this. He doesn't even try to do a voice. No. <laughs> He's undercover as a Japanese man. He's just walking around fully no, yeah. no. But let, let me let me put it this way. Let me give you the opening. And the opening is something that Dev selected from this movie that oh, I think yes. is gonna betray the level of sensitivity. And the level of um, affinity that this movie has for the culture and history and people of Japan. So I present to you, Kill James Bond, episode number five, You Only Live Twice. Do you have any commandos here? I have much, much better. Ninjas. Top secret, Bonsan. <gasps> this is my ninja training school. <laughs> <laughs> this is my ninja training school, and I feel like that's a beautiful companion piece to uh, Welcome to Spectre Island. Of just <laughs> instantly, this is this is my ninja training school, and a wall of ninjas advancing. Um, you know, even if you haven't seen it, you know you only live twice because it's the one where James Bond becomes Japanese, right? You're familiar with that. You've seen it made fun of before uh, by us, but like, mm -hmm. I, honestly, it's a surprisingly small part of this movie. Like, it's a two-hour movie, and he spends about forty-five minutes of it as James Bond brackets Japanese. Uh, um, I mean, he he just looks like a fucking Vulcan. When they give him the when they give him the facial Japaneseification surgery, he just looks like Spock. <laughs> I am gonna be I'm gonna be peppering that one through. It's such because, a good one. Shall yeah. shall we Let's get begin. into this? We begin as all good things do in space. It's the fucking Mercury Gemini missions. Um, the Americans are sending up manned capsules to orbit the Earth, and uh, one of them get uh, well. It gets vored. The spaceship gets vored by a Vor mm. spacecraft. Mm -hmm. uh, there is an unmarked spacecraft that comes up behind it in the vacuum of space and just <laughs> swallows it whole. Uh, also, mm. like kills an astronaut because it like cuts his lifeline. He's left drifting in space, which is very funny. Um, and the Americans blame the Soviets. The Soviets have a fantastic line. The Soviet government denies all knowledge of this affair. The world knows we are a peace-loving people. Just, you know, a little wink yeah, at the camera well, there. Yeah. And the British go, no, terribly sorry, old chap, but I don't think it was the Soviets either because we tracked this rogue spacecraft and it's come down somewhere near the Sea of Japan. He says, the Sea of Japan. The Sea of it's Japan. Come, it's come down somewhere at the Sea of Japan. The Sea of Japan. Uh, and uh, we recommend that you direct your intelligence forces there. And we are doing likewise. 
our top man in Hong Kong is on the case. Oh, Smash yeah. cut to noted oh, yeah. tuxedo dipshit James Bond, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> who is he? He's he's having sex with uh, a, a a woman in Hong Kong, and straight away his first line, the thing that they hit you with to establish like his character in this movie, first thing out of his mouth. Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls? What? It's so bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's so fucking bad. I, when I was talking to my friends about this, they genuinely didn't believe me that that was the first line Bond says first in this fucking thing film. thing he says. Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls? The last time we saw Bond kissing a Chinese girl, it's, she was a woman in yellow face, so presumably it's because he's never kissed a real Chinese girl in his life. Bond's <laughs> sensibility is a very woke now. He's willing to kiss non-white women. <laughs> and he's, He will insult he, them. Yeah, he oh, compares it to, um, to pe- the difference between Peking duck and Russian caviar, and it just, mm. like, just sent me into a sort of a full-body cringe. Um, luckily, luckily, this woman has the the correct response to this, which is to murder him. Um, mm. We 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 finally we do it. They love killing James Bond, but only in the opening sequence. This is like the fourth consecutive Bond film that has opened on a fake out of Bond dying, and one of these days I'm going to stop falling for it. Yeah, but not mm. this time. No, oh this time I'm, I was wholly convinced. She's like, oh, just let me leave the room, and then she literally she locks him in a Murphy bed that flips up inside the wall, and two guys come and spray the wall with submachine guns. Um, so he, he gets murked. Um, the, a, a couple of Hong Kong police find the body, and uh, what they say is, having found him, I guess, like, half-dressed... Well, at least he died on the job. He'd have wanted it this way. Died as he lived. I was like, what? (laughs) Paramedics show up and just repeatedly own a corpse. They just be like, yeah, he died doing what he loved. And it's like, fucking or sleeping? Like, either way, (laughs) withering own of this corpse, (laughs) dude. And they clearly, like, they know who James Bond is, even though they're just random cops. Again, yeah. we we established in the, in the second film, everyone knows what he looks like. He keeps yeah. telling everyone what his name is. Everyone knows he's the British secret agent. But, but he's never this, in disguise. We find out this is this is part of an audacious plan, right, to solve that very problem because the British Secret Service could not possibly employ more than one dude at any time. <laughs> no. no, the way that they solve the problem of. Everybody knows who James Bond is and what he looks like, and they have a 3D printed mask of his face. It's not to like retire him. It's not even to like. Yeah, I would have just retired him. It's not even to make him look different with plastic surgery, a thing that we've already established (laughs) is possible within the, the universe of these movies. It's no, they fake his death. He is given a naval funeral off of a ship in Hong Kong Harbor. Yeah, they, not they, even out of the bay. He's buried at no, sea, like five hundred meters from port. Like, undredged. <laughs> He's gonna wash up in like ten minutes. What? Normally they do that at sea. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and they, they they give him the full Royal Navy funeral, and they, they you know they commit his body to the to the deeps until the sea shall give up her dead. They they set this up a little because they have a guy watching this ship and right next to him. Yeah, he looks is, a bit like John Waters. He's got a newspaper and it says 
British, uh, hang on, British naval commander murdered, and it has a picture of Bond. And it's like mm. James Very Bond. Very obvious is. spy murdered. Completely a <laughs> photograph of James Bond. Hold this yeah. in your mind for later. Known rapist found dead. <laughs> <laughs> no one bothered. Yeah. One sexual offence too many, poor dear. D- died, died in, 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 in Murphy bed-related slaying. Died with gambling debts of several thousands. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. He, he is dumped off the boat like Osama bin Laden. And this guy, uh, like, looks quite satisfied, and he's like, huh, well, I guess they really have killed him then. Meanwhile, as his body sinks to the bottom of, uh, of Hong Kong Harbor, a couple of divers come and pick it up. And- <laughs> this was so All of us can race ourselves for a 20-minute scuba sequence. Oh, no, no, I saw them underwater, and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Unfortunately... It's very short, actually. Thank yeah, they've God. kind of realized this time that underwater photography isn't as much of a novelty as it was in Thunderball. So they mm. just move his dead-ass corpse into a submarine. Uh, whereupon, they open it up, and he's there in full Navy dress uniform with an aqualung. And in, in one of the sort of moments that I quite like about Bond... Uh, he his the first words out of his mouth of permission to come aboard, sir, which yeah, is very like it was it was stylish, right? It's very naval, mm. um, and yeah. So he it, unfortunately the the naval thing they really commit to that. So he go he goes aft and he finds Money Penny in uniform. He goes aft. He goes aft. He goes aft. Aft. You should go aft. Sir. He goes it's into the fucking going. submarine, is what he goes in. No, he goes off. <laughs> hey, he goes in a fucking submarine, oh, right? Bl- oh, I pushed the cover board, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he goes aft. I said aft. What is you, you sir? Ca- listeners, you can't see this, but Alice is literally wearing a camouflage jacket as we record this. Like, okay, yes, that is true. Of course, she knows, of course she knows what the word is. <laughs> Listen, I think it's very interesting. This is the first time in the series they've remembered that Bond is supposed to have been in the military. Yeah, they do remember he's a Navy guy in this. It's interesting that Bond is, is a naval officer, right? Because traditionally, like, this is just something Fleming lifted from having been in naval intelligence during the war, but um, traditionally for this sort of, like, debonair, dashing, individualized hero, uh, for that kind of modernism, you would tend to pull from the Air Force, right? You'd make him a pilot, but instead they went slightly more old world and slightly more imperial. Mm. And so for a guy who spends a lot of his time piloting various aircraft and a lot of his time just fucking around on land, he's he's a Navy guy. He's a, he's a retired uh, Royal Navy commander. And he, but he also Money spends Penny, a lot of his is... time drinking, which I have it on good authority the Navy do. That is true. true. Toasting the siege of Gibraltar. Um, mm-hmm. So he meets Money Penny, who is a wren, by the way, uh, also in uniform. Because at the time this was made, women were not allowed to serve in the Royal Navy. So she is an auxiliary, um, and she she introduces him back to M, who just has an identical photocopy of his office on a fucking submarine <laughs> as a flex. They they didn't go for the padded door, which I was really hoping they would. Yeah, I wanted the like leather padded door. M's an did admiral, you, by the I, way. I was gonna say, like, did you catch what M was wearing? Because <laughs> yeah, as, as the military person, what? he's he's wearing a, 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 the uniform of a full admiral, complete with the fucking like white tropical shorts, which are very funny. He's mm. he's wearing a Great War trio, right? Mm-hmm. He's, which which implies that. 
he enlisted in like 1914. <laughs> so well, like, if you look at if you look at Bond's ribbons, he has a Pacific Star. So that's what he spent the war doing was fucking around in in the Pacific, drinking too much gin. I believe it. No, I I, I could see that, but yeah. um, he gets briefed, and they tell him, "Yeah, we've ju- we've just killed you because everybody knows your face too much. Everybody who knows who James Bond is." And so we've 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 agreed to fake your death so you can look into this missing American spacecraft. Rocket fall down, Bond. Rocket has fallen down. Bond, not only has the rocket fallen down, it's been completely stolen. Well, the thing about this is that this is actually sort of a little bit of a, a glimpse into the psyche at the time because this was filmed like just after Apollo One had burned up mm-hmm. on the launch pad, so astronauts dying was like a big cultural worry at that point. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. showing one die right at the start was a way to get people invested and be like, "Oh yeah, my it's god, a dangerous oh, thing." Jesus. At this point, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and so Bond is like, "Yeah, fine, I'll look into it." And they shoot him out of a torpedo tube, which is first of all very funny, second of all a real thing that you can do. Um, I didn't know that. Really? I had to look that up for this. But yeah, you can yeah. like deploy a guy out the front of a submarine by just shooting him out of a torpedo tube. Yeah, because the torpedo is like self-propelled. Yeah, so yeah, all yeah. they do is just open the tube uh, up. Also, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you launch a man out of a torpedo tube in Hong Kong, is it possible for him to then swim the 1,792 <laughs> miles to Tokyo? My point, yeah, is that he then immediately surfaces in Japan, and you've got to ask how long he was on that fucking submarine. Yeah, <laughs> he, he arrives. Swim he arrives in fucking Tokyo. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not an expert in Asian geography. <laughs> Fast yeah, no, he was fuck. he was riding he was riding the piss cannon from Thunderball, uh, <laughs> and, and he rode that all the way to the coast of Japan, where uh, like I mean, it's uh, what do you expect? Oh my god! Right? Wait, like, sorry, I need to go back to a to a sentence he said on the way out of Money Penny's office that we skipped over. Here. <laughs> on the way out, she hands him like a fucking instant oh, Japanese fuck. book. Yes, yes, like, oh, I, have I have it. I have it. Instant Japanese. You may need it. You forget I took a first in Oriental languages at Cambridge. (laughs) 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 You forget I took a first in Oriental languages at Cambridge. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot say a shit. I always had Bond pegged as an Oxford man. Ohio Gazimus. Was Bond in the footlights? He says like five words in Japanese and every single one of them is. He says that and he says Gombamwa. He and that's the, that's the extent of his of his like first in Oriental languages at Cambridge. <laughs> I would have fair, thought though. that he would be at Oxford. I mean, I I didn't have him pegged as a Cambridge guy. It's funny to imagine him like doing a smoker with the footlights, like dressing up in a <laughs> dressing up in a dress, and then like getting thunderous applause at a smoker. Fr- friend of the show and previous guest Milo Edwards telling a story about a guy he met at uh, Cambridge, but it turns out that it was James Bond. Phil Wang introducing a new comedian, James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) James Bond. So James Bond arrives in Tokyo, and the way that we know it's Tokyo is there's a lot of neon signs saying, Welcome to Tokyo, and a geisha getting into a rickshaw. That's the level Mm -hmm. we're pitched Mm -hmm. at here. Oh, yeah, baby. Within fully a minute, right, of 
This the, the scene in which we are told we have spared no expense. We have gone to a great deal of trouble to fake your death so no one knows that you're still alive. Bond walks around looking like James Bond and a woman in a in a kimono like just fully says, "Yo, that's James Bond." into her purse, into a radio in her purse. He's like not even in disguise at all. He's he's wearing a full suit. He's like head and shoulders taller than everyone else in Japan. <laughs> just the walking other thing around he's the wearing, place. The other thing he's wearing is just a constant look of confused disgust. As yeah. he walks around, oh, yeah. like his facial expression is so like, ugh, like what the fuck? Like he's yeah, and like the way this is shot, you're you're like meant to be slightly alienated, right? And you're meant to be like, huh, this is both exotic and also slightly like discomforting and weird. And so mm. clearly, going down the big list of stuff that they have in Japan, what do they have in Japan? Geishas, check. Rickshaws, check. Uh, neon lights, neon lights, check. All over the fucking shop. Big fucking dudes. Sumo. Sumo. They got dudes. huge dudes, baby. They got huge dudes. Oh, so, yes. But Bond gets to take in a sumo match where he maintains this exact same expression of kind of like pleasant disgust um, <laughs> while these big dudes wrestle each other until he meets his contact, Aki, who is a beautiful woman. Surprising. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy. And she's going to take him to. Uh, sort of our man in Tokyo, whose name is Captain Henderson. Oh, <laughs> Captain Henderson, my God. Captain love, Henderson. I love Captain Henderson. The uh, okay. gayest man in the East. Oh, my man is a homosexual. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But like, this, it, it, Mr. Henderson is played by veteran of the British stage, Charles Gray, whose mm-hmm. obituary literally ended with the phrase... Charles Gray was never married. Like he is, <laughs> he is extremely Confirmed gay. And he, bachelor. He, he plays Henderson as very gay, and it's brilliant. He does. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it works yeah. great. And Bond, Bond, first of all, immediately pulls a gun on him, and then noticing that Henderson walks with a cane, decides to pull some more ableism by taking that cane off him and smacking it into what he correctly guesses is his false leg. I, I took that as his way of like double checking that it is really Henderson, but also yeah. like mm-hmm. that's pretty fakeable, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Henderson's pretty cool with that though. He's like, well, I'm glad you guessed right. Yeah. Um, but the way the the reason that Henderson is here, right, aside from providing with us with some intrigue, is to show us that a white dude can kind of go native in Japan, mm. right? So we see his room, which has uh, it has tatami, it has shoji screens, um, it it also has like a four poster bed in it, and what he says is, "Oh, you must excuse this rather odd mixture of styles, but I refuse to go entirely Japanese." And he tells Bond, I refuse refuse to become a Swedish man who is Italian. Um, What he tells Bond is, I have been here 25 years, only just starting to know my way about. Because, you see, the East is inscrutable. Yeah, Um, I guess we should, like, right up at the top here, be like, if you watch this movie now in 2021, hmm. you see a whole bunch of like Japanese shit going on, right? You see a sumo match. There's like a Japanese traditional wedding later on. And what it reads as now is just like, oh yes, Japan. 
Mm. Back in the day, I mean, this was 1967. This was barely 22 years after they dropped fucking nukes on this country. Yeah. You were supposed mm. to read this as like, holy shit, look at how weird and backwards and orientalist this 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 country is it was supposed to be scary every time they ham up being japanese to us it just reads as like oh, yes i'm familiar with the bond, country of japan but yeah them bond, it's bond like, may as well be on fucking chronos as far yeah, as people the, were coming like, out of the theaters being like yo did they make up that country or is that real <laughs> yeah you tell and me there's like of, a whole fucking japan what and part of like what they do in order to make japan scary is shoji walls baby Shoji, Shoji walls, Shoji screens, because mm. Henderson stands with his back to one and he tells Bond, yes, I agree totally with the British supposition that this is like the rocket fall down because of something in Japan. And I don't think it's the Soviets. I think there's a third force and someone just fucking knifes him through the wall. Now, pretty fucking Bond, cool. walls are thin and it's spooky over there. Bond Whoa. immediately mm. dives through that wall, which is cool. Yeah. Chases after the guy, incapacitates the guy, and <laughs> takes. Well, he murders him. He so, snaps his neck. Yeah, he mur he murders Henderson's killer, and he decides to go a bit hitman. He takes the guy's coat, his his hat, his clown ass shoes. He's got those like black and white brogues and correspondent mm. shoes. Just some fucking terrible shoes, and the guy's Check. face mask. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's wearing. There's like a shot where Bond's wearing a face mask, and I would like that to be the episode. No, actually, I wouldn't. I, there's a better one later. But I, but it's such like a it's oh, very, very modern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> funny how these things come around. Yeah, no. In the year so, of COVID, it's like oh yeah. It's almost like we are being haunted by some kind of ology. <laughs> no, never mind. I don't no. even think that's an accurate. <laughs> some kind of spooky of ghost. Um, so yeah, Bo Bond dives into the back of uh, another henchman's car, pretending to be clown shoes guy. And just kind of makes like injured Japanese noises while the guy's driving him. Yeah, so every time driver, he looks back over his shoulder, Bond's just like, Ugh. The driver just fully doesn't realize that it's not the same guy, despite yeah, Bond being no. like a full foot taller and a different color. <laughs> now, this, on a, this on is a dark like, street, maybe, but the henchman takes him to a fully lit office skyscraper and carries him over his shoulder in a lift. You <laughs> no, think he doesn't like even, it's face. not even over his shoulder. He's like princess carrying him, right? He carries him mm. over the over the fucking <laughs> threshold. It's like, um, how would you not notice? This is not the same dude. <laughs> into, into this beautiful office, like Ken Adams' set design fucking mm. owns in this movie. It's, oh, it's an incredible. incredible piece of 60s office. Like, it's got like, uh, oh, fucking wood grain everywhere and and it's brushed steel. It's fantastic. Mm. Uh, and then Bond, having gone to all this trouble, immediately blows his cover, and he's gonna have to fight the big dude, right? Mm. Um, that they, they like throw each other around the office. Bond tries to kill him with a couch, which he yeah, picks they do some up. Some couch jousting, which is <laughs> very cool. Actually, <laughs> yeah. quite a good fight. It's by a good like fight. It's a good fight. Standards. Yeah, it's yeah. really quite good. Yeah. yeah. He ends up killing him with um, uh, a statue that he like breaks over his head, and then mm. in, in a fantastic piece of professionalism, having committed this murder, he pours himself a triple of Siamese vodka that he finds in the office fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just revolted by this. It's like this is this is the worst thing I've I've ever tasted. Um, mm. But he 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 stuffs this guy in the fridge, and um and makes good his escape. 
And through a sort of convoluted series of events where we're meant to go, ah, is this this Arky lady, is she actually working for, for Spectre or not? Um, she, he is literally led down a corridor and the floor gives way under him and he is dropped down a chute. It's like the into- world's most obvious trap. Yeah. She just like yeah. runs away from him and then stands next to a staircase at the end of a corridor, just watches him approach. It's like, the, f- the floor is going to fall, my man. Yeah. And the floor but she down. knows that Bond cannot resist pussy. He's That's drawn true. to when it. He, he, drawn to it like Gollum to the ring. He falls into this room and there's like two screens in it that are playing the footage of Bond falling down. And not like footage passed <laughs> off as security camera shit. Like no. the film is just being played back no. on two different screens showing the same I would thing. love that to own somebody down a slide into a room and then show them a video of the own. It's so good. <laughs> He's like, you look like yeah. a dipshit. And, and, here, and the guy the guy presenting Japan's funniest home videos <laughs> is the the biggest, dickest guy in this movie. And this oh. is the way he introduces himself, right? I love this so much. Permit me to introduce myself. My name is Tanaka. Please call me Tiger. I wish I could pull that. I wish I could fucking go up to one of my friends and be like, yeah, I'm calling myself Tiger now. Because I think that's I know, cool. I think we have pretty understanding friends. It wouldn't be the weirdest <laughs> thing we've ever told our, our friends, would it, Alice? I guess um, every one of us has asked to be referred to by a different name at some point. So I guess fair so. enough, I guess. If yeah. I'd known that Tiger was an option, I might have chosen that. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I settled for a human being's name. I should have gone for yeah. fucking Tiger. Yeah. And, and, t- tiger as a name has great non-binary energy. Like, mm, that would be really so cool. So t- Tiger Tanaka occupies roughly the same role as um, Kareem Bay did. Yeah. In mm. um in from Russia with love of being like the guy who is cooler than Bond. <laughs> he's like the guy on the inside. We don't really get those in modern Bond movies. Like he's meant to mm. be M's sort of Japanese equivalent, but he's much younger. He's much more personally active. And mm. what he does in this movie over the next sort of twenty minutes or so is inculcate Bond into sort of the mysteries of what would now be a sort of alt-right account called Based Japan. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. There are, two mo- there are two modes that Japan can take in this movie. One is they're weird aliens, and the other is they're based. And so mm. Tanaka takes him home, and what he a has him train. He has a, a pimp train. train. He has a train. It's so he has cool. a personal train. <laughs> it's so he good. has a train. He just oh, fully... So ha- he has Bond bathed by his selection of sexy women. And oh, yeah, there's this line where he says, uh, my house is yours for the evening, and all of my possessions smash yep. cut to four women in their underwear. Now, there's, there's a point this is the thing, Bond- right? We're not, we're not in an age of microaggressions here. We're in an age of macroaggressions. <gasps> and so the way, the way that we have to do misogyny in this movie is not like uh, something so subtle as like Bond just having contempt for a woman. Instead, no, what you get is dialogue like this. In Japan, men always come first. Women come second. I might just retire to here. To be it's fair, women coming second is quite progressive for James Bond because usually when when we're around him, we don't come at all. Hey, there you go. Hey. Now, I mean, don't don't be under any illusions as to how this how this scene plays out, right? It's, because it's so funny that they're like they spend the whole thing being like, "Oh my god, Japan is so exotic and scary. What could happen?" And they're like, "Don't worry, we hate women too." And Bond's like, "Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right, no Wait worries." Wait a second, you guys objectify women as well. <sighs> 
There's also a point where Bond Bond like pulls like a fucking your asshole friends in university move where Tanaka is on the train and he offers him like he's like, you know, do you want just like some some vodka or something, or would you like some sake? And oh, Bond fuck. delivers the line, I like sake, especially when it's served at the correct temperature, ninety-eight point four degrees Fahrenheit. Point like, four de- How would you tell off. the difference? Shut up, dude. It can. Tanaka, Tanaka replies, for a European, you are exceptionally cultivated, which is yeah, our way yeah. of Dances trying to let wolves. Bond off the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Fucking like last Malak- samurai Tanaka James Bond over here. for the whole movie, and it's quite in- good. In- incidentally, one of the things that Tanaka says when Bond is selecting a woman to massage oh, him. Oh, That's God. true. I'll just settle for this little old lady here. Good choice. She's very sexy for <laughs> sure, whatever. Also, I, I had to massage. go back and check. He actually said that. I was like, he says very saxophone. Very. I didn't saxophone. accidentally put in Austin Powers by mistake. <laughs> no, because they're trying to make this guy seem a little exotic by having mm. him be wrong at English, and it's like, okay, man. Also, they they flag up when Bond is getting the massage. Tanaka's like, ah, oh, you know, they're they're so obsessed with you because of how hairy your chest is. In Japan, we simply don't have that kind of a thing. <laughs> which which comes up later, yeah. Um, and <laughs> and Bond replies. Bond replies. Japanese Verbatim. proverbs say, "Bird not make nest in a uh, tree. tree." Yeah, that kind of a shit. And it's like, bro, just say the full Confucius he say if you're gonna do this yeah, kind of shit. Absolutely. My man. Fucking hell, yeah. Like- it's so it's so bad. <laughs> now, I mean. After this, we decide. I mean, Ar- Arky finishes his massage, so like they have sex. But like Bond, why? Bond- why? Why is she know, him now or something? I don't, don't know. Worry. She's like into him. I guess they had no chemistry established. She just she swaps with the masseuse, and then is just like, and now I will enjoy very much serving under you. And it's like, why are you fucking oh. him? The Wikipedia page literally summarizes this part as being like Aki is now in love with James Bond. Yeah, sure, it's why like, not? Why? What interactions have they fucking had? Yeah, having developed feelings for each other, brackets the pair kiss. Yeah, ha- ha- having been bed. chased huh? down a hallway by her, she's what like, feelings? man, I want to fucking like massage the shit out of this guy. But Hell Bond, yeah. Bond has to do I'm some espionage because he, yeah, he remembers that his job is to spy, and so he walks back into the same. <laughs> Office uh-huh. that he broke into and like had a fist fight and then a gunfight in right. the night before, in the same fucking suit, <gasps> having assumed the name of Mister Fisher, working for Empire Chemicals to meet Mister Asato, the head of this this evil chemical now, corporation. I'm I'm going to argue with you just a little bit, which is that it's not mm. fair to say that Bond isn't in any kind of disguise at all. In the previous scene when he was here, he was wearing a black suit and a white shirt. Now in <laughs> this one, he's wearing a black shirt and a very, very pale blue shirt. So oh, it would be fuck. impossible to mm-hmm. tell that he's still the same guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, so Asato, <laughs> Asato flies his helicopter in. We also meet his personal secretary, Hilda Brandt. Mm. Uh, Spectre number 11. Spectre number 11 uh, looking like an absolute smoke show. We're saying that now because it's White Boy Summer, I guess. No, we're, um, yeah. we're supposed to not say this that. Is oh, not fuck, even, this is shit. I betrayed this is White not Boy Summer. the hottest that we see her either. No. We can, no, no. I'm going to get very angry about her plan later on. 
but we'll oh, so, yeah, yeah, so am I. Sure. <laughs> not great. So Asaso <laughs> just like talks with Bond, and Bond is like, uh, yes, I would like to buy one chemicals, please. <laughs> and uh, the way that Asaso deduces that this guy who looks exactly like James Bond, and who looks exactly like the same guy who broke into this same fucking office the night before, is a spy, is that he has an x-ray machine built into his desk that allows mm. him to see the pistol that Bond is carrying while he's sitting fully six feet away from him. And I'm thinking, right, if you want to kill Bond, which you clearly do, just fucking leave that on for a half hour and wait, <gasps> right? He's gonna fucking keel over. You're giving him this much fucking Rentgen's worth of radiation exposure. Uh, but no, in, instead what he does is he like, he looks at this x-ray and he says, man, smoking's really terrible for you, which is, which is hysterical if you imagine that like, that's how bad Bond lungs are, that a guy who isn't even a radiologist can look at an x-ray of them, yeah. taken from across a room. shriveled <laughs> beans. Yo, that's, that's not so good, actually. Mr. Asado is like... You know, are you a particularly risk-taking man? And Bond's like, no, no, no. And Asada's like, you know, if, I, I hope you permit me to say this, but you, you're taking a risk right now. And Bond's like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, that smoking, it'll kill you. It's very bad for your chest. And then <laughs> Hilda just goes like, Mr. Asata believes in a healthy chest. Yeah, fully like, sticking both mm-hmm. boobs in his and face. I, I choose to believe in fiction that the, the secretary just ad-libbed this line to support <laughs> her guy's completely dipshit sentence. <laughs> it's like, oh, just fuck, like frantically covering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Asaso is smart enough to kill Bond, but not like while he has him in the office or anything. He's just like, no, as soon as... In fact, this is the first example of what is going to become a recurring theme in the James Bond movies, of Bond leaves and leaves a place, and the guy's just like, kill him. Bond leaves. <laughs> oh, kill him yourself. The He's guy's like, like kill him, right? And so Bond Bond jumps into Aki's car, which is, uh, incidentally, not a convertible. Um, th- mm, this is going to... Converted for Sean Connery. Because he was too tall to fit into mm. any Japanese car of there the period. There is sort of an ongoing bit that they don't play as a joke. It's played very straight, but he just has to duck every time he goes yes. through a door. As, as as soon as he becomes Japanese, he just starts stooping. Oh, <laughs> he just God. develops a really <laughs> bad case oh, of scoliosis. That's not great. <sighs> no. <laughs> this is a classic henchman car situation as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But we, we we get some we get some more base Japan right because the henchmen are chasing him in the henchman car which is you know like fucking black Toyota with the yellow headlights leaning out of the window uh, like trying to shoot him with a pistol and Aki gets on the radio to Tiger Tanaka and Tiger Tanaka is like oh yeah because this is a country that's a sort of benevolent dictatorship uh, for spies I'll simply I'll take care of this by getting a helicopter to fly over the henchman's car pick it up with an electromagnet, drop it in Tokyo Bay, and then go, hey, how's that for Japanese efficiency? Um, no one, no yeah. one notices this. I guess no one's like, yeah, what's well, Every, everybody's they're like, yeah, that's the that's the Secret Service murdering four dudes. So, I Nanaka's guess. Naka's like, how's that for Japanese efficiency? And Bond replies, just a drop in the ocean. And I'm like, neither, what? Neither of these lines make sense. This is a Chinese room. Mm. You're not even speaking to each other at this point. 
How's that for Japanese efficiency? You picked it up with an electromagnet and flew it out to sea. Yeah, man, that wasn't actually very efficient at all. With anything. And then just a drop in the ocean is not a reply to the previous sentence, Ethan. It's just like he's saying things. They're just talking yeah. at each other. We're just, we're, just, we're just fucking around. We're 45 minutes into this movie at this point. He's right. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're doing the OSS Sandy set thing where they just say random proverbs at each other and then decide to move on. Like, oh, you should let a baby cry, just, otherwise bedtime becomes too ritualized. They're just speaking, and it's. <laughs> you good? <laughs> so so Bond, Bond, Bond and Aki sneak onto uh, sneak onto the docks in Kobe, where there is a freighter carrying liquid oxygen to an island off the coast of Japan. And they deduce, mm. oh, this is for some rocketry shit. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, Bond gets ambushed by like 50 dock workers. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's quite a long fight scene, which uh, has some like nice aerial shots of like yeah. all of these dudes chasing Bond Ironic, over a extremely roof. Extremely good shot mm-hmm. on the rooftop. Where it's yeah. just slowly flying outwards and he's just fighting more and more guys. Just like throwing bamboo poles at guys it's, and it's stuff. It's actually quite good. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I, I'm going to put a marker down here, actually. Which is to say yeah. that, I I don't know if it was just the frame of mind, right? But I enjoyed watching this film. And this is, I suspect, I the film that I'm going to enjoy the most until we get to The Living Daylights. Mm. I'm, I'm willing I, I really to write enjoyed off watching all the of the Roger half. Moore era. Yeah. yeah. So I enjoyed watching the first half, but soon it is going to go off the rails, and we are going to enter a completely different film, which was apparently made on Mars. <laughs> well, first, first Bond has to get captured because, like, it's not Bond a Bond movie if he does. Escapes all of his dock workers. He jumps off the roof twice. Just assumes he's fine and begins to slowly walk away, and then immediately gets knocked the fuck out by a Dick guy who is hiding around the corner. <laughs> it's like, cool man. Yeah, biggest I hope that guy alive. got promoted. There's also some of the dock workers just wearing like crop tops as well because they're all wearing like slightly oh. ruined clothing to Im- to imply that mm. they're poor, I guess. Mm. But there's one of them who's just like fully cut his shirt the entire way across <laughs> the, the belly, and it looks great on him. Yeah. Mm. Good so, king. Hel- Helga gets to do some femdom on Bond, right? right. Here's a scene. You two can, oh, talk so, about can I, this. Can I, I set things. the scene? Please. Go for it, please. So, James Bond wakes up tied to a chair. First of all, love it. Second of all, mm-hmm. uh, he's in the room with like two dock workers who are just dressed as dock workers, and Helga, who has changed costume. Uh, Helga. <laughs> Helga is wearing a black sequin dress with uh, a sheer capelet that has only one sleeve. And like, this is this is my kind of outfit. I love a sequin. I love a sheer sleeve. I love asymmetry. I love a capelet. She is looking fucking gorgeous. The femme top energy Why that she brings. the fuck she is wearing this, I do not know. But it's very important that she's wearing this dress because it's about to come up again in a second. Anyway, yeah, and the she reason tries why to interrogate like- him. This is my torture outfit, right? And so I'm going to torture this guy, James Bond, by vaguely threatening him with a plastic surgery knife. A Mm. dermatiture, I think it's Mm. called. uh, Which is a very nasty-looking sort of curved scalpel. And Bond flawlessly plays this off. He's like, yeah, I'm a spy, but I'm not the kind of spy you think I am. I'm the industrial espionage kind of spy. Mm. And if you go in with me on stealing this chemical process that I have discovered, uh, I, I will cut you in. And she's like, yeah, all right, fine. 
also, I now want to have sex with you. Because, like, I'm very horny about tying dudes to a chair. Yeah, she lets him go. They stand up. Mm -hmm. They kiss. And Bond uses the knife to cut her out of the dress. And Mm -hmm. I would be furious if a man (laughs) did that to me in that dress. I would be like, what the fuck do you think you are doing? This is a fucking sequin dress with an asymmetrical sheer cape that you absolute fuck. How dare you just vandalize that dress? It's like, I'm like, fucking hell, I'm not having sex with you now. Get this back is in the, the chair. problem of having, yeah, of having dominatrix energy, but not enough. Is that as soon as you let the guy out of the chair, he just cuts up your dress like an asshole? Mm. Yeah, he suddenly thinks he's on top again, and it's like, yeah, wait, 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 terrible. hang on, you've misunderstood this. Mm-hmm. Waste no. of a dress. So, uh, after she's done pegging Bond, we cut to <laughs> them tr- making making good their escape, right in a in a small plane. Mm-hmm. And she pulls a really <laughs> baller move on him, right? She's flying the plane, he's in the back, and uh, he's like trying to hype himself up. He's like, you know, when you're in Tokyo, you're gonna need protection. You you need our best man, me. That's literally what he says. He's that much of a piece of shit. And she's like, yeah, okay, I'm done listening to you. I'm gonna murder you now. And the way she does this is jamming the plane into a dive sticking a kind of extending table over his arms so he can't move and parachuting out <laughs> and she and she damn near nearly gets him right now to me this this reads as if this was her intention right so this is spectre number 11 i don't know how you get to that point i don't know if you start off very low down and you have to work your way up but we can assume that she's like had plans before spectre 11's plan as i can figure it out is this Instead of killing Bond with a gun or something when she has him tied to a chair and completely unable to escape, she pretends to be seduced by him, Yeah, lets him go, She just wanted him. to peg him. They get into an aircraft together, nominally to escape from Japan. She pins his hands down in the single most laughable manner physically possible. Like, he's yeah, not it's tied like a tra- or anything. It's a tray table over she his elbow. She just elbows. puts down a tray table over him. Yeah. And then crashes the aircraft. Bond escapes this easily. <laughs> and as far as I'm aware, this is the single worst plan anyone inspector has ever had. <laughs> ever also, since number one killed still... Kronstein, the quality of plans in this organization yeah. has been absolutely. The funniest shit. thing is, right, like he pulls the plane up out of the dive and like crash lands it. She's still parachuting. She's gonna come down somewhere, but for the meantime After him she, After him, she's just there, like watching she's... us like oh piss. I just wrote down this ah, is a fuck. If this is an advanced plan to kill him, it's the worst I've ever seen. She's gonna get <laughs> Blofeld did a hundred percent. The recurring theme throughout this video is shoot throughout this film is surely there would have been an easier way to do this. <laughs> Everyone is just so extra in everything they do, and it's like, please just shoot him with a gun. It's the same with Tiger Tanaka and the slide. It's like if you wanted to meet him, you could have just met him. Like, there's no need to do this. No, I had to, I had to like own him by going through this very convoluted <gasps> plan. So okay. Bond. But Bond escapes this easily, and he he gets Q to bring him his gadgets. And like, there's a fascinating moment where he meets Q. Mm. You, you remember what he says to Q? He says this. Oh, welcome to Japan, Dad. Is my little girl hot and ready? Fucking excuse me. It is. It's it's insane. <laughs> because he, he radios How's it going, Tanaka Daddy? earlier on and is like, "Can you get like um the, little the Nelly and her father? Little Nelly and her father." Which is 
some sort of a helicopter and her father is mm. Q, the guy who invented it. So it's so he calls him dad in that scene mm-hmm. as part of the ongoing joke. But it's very it's very interesting to me. <laughs> I like to think that in <laughs> universe that was an accident, like when you accidentally call the teacher mum and Q's yeah, just like you're it plays it off well though. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to us all. He's just like, what? What did you just call me? Nothing. Huh? <laughs> what? So Bond. What's up, Dad? Can I fuck You've been your spending too much time what? with Captain Henderson, James. <laughs> but Bond takes his hot and ready auto gyro to go and explore this island where they think the rockets are coming from. First of um, all, Tanaka tells him, "He's like, well, that's a gay helicopter for women, Bond." <laughs> yeah, this is a toy. You should take my helicopter. That's a little, it's a little shit helicopter for pussies. It's a toy for children and women, idiot. <laughs> what did Captain Henderson lend you that helicopter? He's <laughs> uh, a friend of there, Captain Henderson. There is a helicopter also gyro dogfight, which is very fun. So, this is an extremely long scene. They introduce oh, yeah. little Nelly. Every single gadget attached to the plane, the, the auto gyro, my apologies, is pointed out, including mm-hmm. two missiles on the front, which Q inexplicably describes <laughs> as firing 60 a second <laughs> when there are two attached to the plane. Yeah. Um, he also. <laughs> They point out every yeah. single gadget, and then Bond is attacked by several henchman helicopters, uses each gadget in turn to in take order. one out. The same footage of a helicopter exploding is used three <laughs> times, and then and then that's set up and pay off. The helicopter is never seen again in the movie. No. <laughs> it's yeah. just one long scene where they're like, this is so what it can do, minutes. and then it does it, and they're like, this right, is cool. let's right? go. <laughs> the wild oh, thing is... That, that Bond is taking the helicopter to fly around the islands to have a look and see if Spectre are there. He doesn't see anything, and he's on his way home when he's attacked, which means that if Spectre had just let him go, he would have stopped investigating them. Yeah, yeah. he would have moved on to somewhere else. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> just leave it. Just leave it. Again, surely yeah. there would have been an easier way to do this. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things where it's like, if you just had done something other than this... Your plan would have worked perfectly. <laughs> like, this is what you get for getting rid of Kronstein. Anything else. And we get a scene where a bunch of Russian guys launch their rocket into space. And what they're yep. launching is an American-made Gemini series rocket from a location yep. that has palm trees. Yep. So I can only assume this is footage from fucking Cape Canaveral in mm-hmm. Florida. This rocket is also stolen. It is void. Mm. It is easily carjacked. It's taken inside the big thing, which glomps it and like sucks it back down into uh, uh, a fucking legitimate volcano base. Yes, this, this is, is the so point at which the film volcano has base. crossed an invisible line and is now being made by Martians. Because the, <laughs> the, craft, the craft captures the Russian rocket and then the craft lands vertically. It doesn't parachute mm-hmm. down. It lands. It's a fully recyclable it's a, spacecraft oh, in 1967. Spaceship, my man. <laughs> Shit that SpaceX cannot do. Into a volcano base with colour-coordinated henchmen jumpsuits. Like I love the design of the volcano base so much. Oh, the volcano it's base so is good. phenomenal. It is a feast for the eyes. Like, Ken Adam is, like, he sets the bar for every subsequent Bond movie with this, which is we have a volcano lair, it's got guys in colour-coordinated jumpsuits running around, it's got a big world map up against one wall, it's got a guy who says everything twice, which is what you need for a, mm-hmm. for a, a, a lair, is a guy who says, open the blast doors, open the blast doors. 
like they're just dead man's shoesing their way into having the shittiest organisation His only job, his only job, if you watch the movie, you will notice this, his only job is to say everything twice. Close the shutters. He's a very famous actor. He's Bert Kwok. He was in the Pink Panther series. He's a very, very notable actor. wasted. Spectres 4 and 5 are both in this. They are not referred to by name. They are simply credited as Spectres 4 and 5. And their jobs is to do, like, insanely basic management. Open the crater. Open the crater. And then there's another thing twice. <laughs> also, right, this is yet another instance of Spectre having a plan that costs an infinite amount of money to pull off and they're asking for like a hundred million maximum every single time. And it's Do you like, want the drop for you that? Have to, yeah, please, please. I want this sum of a hundred million dollars in gold bullion. Because Blofeld <laughs> is negotiating... They went back to gold. Yeah, number one, Spectre number one, the guy who we have only ever seen in Shadow this whole time, is personally taking movies. care of this. And what he's doing is he's negotiating with. We finally make it explicit after you know three or four movies of hinting at this that the 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 power behind Spectre, the third force that they're playing off against the two superpowers, it's China. It's the, the People's Republic of China. China. It's the damn Chicoms. And mm. what they're doing is they're like, yeah, no. Once once America and Russia annihilate each other with nuclear weapons. Then, uh, question mark, China time? Yeah, then, then it's China time, baby. And like, yeah. it's like, a hundred million is really not that much money. If you're, if you've developed a fucking vertical takeoff and landing <laughs> spacecraft so- in 1967. <laughs> when, I mean, like, yeah. Blofeld, Blofeld is a pimp though, right? Because he says, I want the hundred million dollars in gold. And the Chinese guys are like... Wait a second. That's that's not in, in our highly illegal contract that we signed. That's extortion. And he says extortion is my business. Get the fuck out of my office. I mean, it's a little. Yeah, it, I mean, it's in. It's, it's in, in the, the name. Acronym, what do you yeah. say? It's, the the e. it's, it, e it's one of the E's. Is extortion. Yeah. He, he also so. takes a little bit of time to throw number eleven into a tank full of piranhas and kill her. R.I.P. Yeah, she's, yeah. She, they, they he does can... the fake out again. He can't not do the fake out. He brings Osato and number 11 in, and he's like, this is the price for failure. And Osato's thinking, ah, oh, fuck, it's going to be me. He's going to kill me. He's going to feed me to those piranhas. And it's not. It's fucking number 11. And he's like, he threatens Osato, and he tells him, Kill Bond, now! <laughs> Yeah. Now that's a pretty a well fucking simple line. brief. It's like the script was printed across two pages. Like the Kill bottom Bond. of the page uh, said Kill Bond and then he turned the script. Now. Oh shit, now. <laughs> Kill Bond. Now. Two points to make here in this scene. A, I guess they just couldn't do a shark tank twice in a row. So they mm. were like, what's the next best thing? Piranha tank. Piranhas. Second thing, they take Osato and Spectre 11 here. Spectre 11 into this <laughs> ship. And they, and they go... You know what kind of gun this is, and they bring out like the printout of the fucking X-ray that Asato is looking at, and Asato, with the pleasedest face in the world, goes, "Walter PPK," smiles like he's like fucking nailed that Smashed one. That one, absolutely it, great. Lads. <laughs> the first like one man on planet Earth uses this gun. 
<laughs> they made like uh, several hundred thousand. There are multiple people using it in this movie. If you look at the guns in people's hands, but he goes like, one man on the face of planet Earth has ever used this gun. James, James fucking Bond. Bond. And Spectre 11, Spectre 11 says, Bond is dead. It was in all the newspapers. And if you recall, the newspaper had a photograph of this motherfucker's face. You right met him. On it. You met him. The size you know of the front page of the newspaper. <laughs> you talked about the size of your boobs to the guy who has the same face. You had sex with this man. How did you not... How did you not see that it's him? You confirmed that you have seen the newspaper that has a photograph of this man's face. He has come into your office twice wearing no kind of disguise. You have had sex you have with him. You pegged him. You tried to kill him. And you've gone like, yeah. oh, fuck, was that... Ja wait, wait, shit, was that James Bond? <laughs> Which is, I guess, that's the counter she to your... She fucking deserved the piranhas. I, I literally yeah. wrote that. Spectre 11 deserved that. Which it's I guess is the counter to, to your point from, from Russia with Love, Abby. Which is that, yeah, everyone knows what he looks like, but they're the dumbest people on planet Earth. <laughs> so it doesn't actually matter. It's just very unfortunate for Spectre number 11 that she has face blindness. <laughs> all right now All now right. we're getting into the now real meat off. of the movie let's go baby the oh, real meat yes. of the movie step step one now what's the plan for me first you become a japanese yes yep. you train hard yes. quickly to become a ninja like us yeah and third yes. to give you extra special cover you take a wife extra special cover he also <laughs> right at the start of that scene Incredible. delivers the line Bad news from outer space. Which is like, oh, disturbing yeah. news from outer space, Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see Tanaka's ninja training school, which is, uh, yeah, okay, fine. It's got dudes well, doing kendo. It's got dudes doing like backflips over each other. It's got guys fucking around with katanas. It's also Sean Connery says the word ninja, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> like zooms on his face ninja. as he says it as well. Ninja. ninja. <laughs> now, oh, I mean, the other thing about uh, Tanaka's ninja training school is that it is laughably easy to infiltrate, and so right. in the course of training to become a ninja. Bond is exposed to two assassination attempts. He's sparring with a guy, and the guy tries to kill him with a knife. And after Bond kills him, Tanaka's like, huh, nobody knew this guy. Weird. Oh, well, time to do nothing. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Guys keep showing up to kill him, and he somehow, like, no one involved genuinely seems to think that his cover's blown. They're all just there, like, all right, he, let's do the wedding bit now. Let's go. He, he and Aki are sleeping together. <laughs> still and committing a, to the bit. And a guy. It's like, they know. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. I'm a guy my mind. tries to poison Bond by, like, dripping poison down a string from the rafters into his <laughs> mouth, but he misses. Aki fucking swallows the poison and is killed. Surprisingly, we see in this scene whilst Bond and Aki are sleeping that Bond cuddles the women he sleeps next to. Yeah, weird. Which I was very, I was very surprised at that. 
Also, let's, Bond becomes uh, Japanified. I was going to say, yeah, let's cover step one. He, he Step yeah. one, you become a Japanese. He becomes, the way in which he becomes a Japanese, right, is not like, he doesn't like learn anything. No, no, no. It's not metaphorical, what they do, no. They no, what they like do the is they put him in a, a geodesic dome full of Japanese women, right. where in they where they will mm-hmm. shave off all of his body hair, um, g- give him a wig, which I don't think Sean Connery needed. He already had one of mm-hmm. those, <gasps> and apply. I, I'm not even sure what to call these. Right, they're not implants because they're not like permanent. They're just like kind of like putty almost it's the same stuff that you would use for like star trek to make like forehead ridges it's the um, same thing they used for doctor no yeah it's yeah. like it's it's silly putty that they apply to the insides of his uh of his like eyebrows to try and give him the appearance of epicanthic folds and this shit do not work it looks so and they also bad. paint him yellow and they, they paint, paint him yellow. yellow. They also like don't shave his body hair either. They just no, like they claim they do, black, but they don't. Which is very strange. Yeah. Hmm. And then there's a there's a scene of him later on where he's fully shirtless and he's the hairiest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life, which is something Tanaka had flagged up earlier as hmm. something that sets him apart from Japanese people. <laughs> yeah. And so is you have to get married. You have to get married. Step three, you, you have, have to get married. To get married. You get married to a, be- a beautiful Japanese girl called Kissy Suzuki. Fuck which me. Who is not named in the film. She is only named in the credits. Nope. Mm-hmm. So we have killed Aki and replaced her with another Asian woman who is not named, who spends the majority of her screen time in her underwear. Oh, I yeah, she and I mean, it's, it's, so, so much of the so much of her scenes are just like, oh, we fuck, we killed Aki, didn't we? We we need something. It's like mm. it's like they did a, a find all replaceable after this point. Mm. Um, so they infiltrate the island together as husband and wife, mm. with Bond <laughs> stooped over wearing the sort of like rice paddy hat. And um, also speaking Japanese like this. He's not undercover. He's not even doing a voice. They also keep showing, if you look in the background of any of the scenes where he's trying to become Japanese, there are just people clocking him the entire time. Like everyone in the background is just watching as he walks past. He's like, genuinely, Sean Connery was six foot two. He's not managing this. It's a fucking transgender day of visibility in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Uh, <laughs> but Bond Bond deduces the location of of Blofeld's base, right? Um, and the clock is ticking down. The Americans are going to launch a rocket. And they have warned the Soviets, if shit happens to this rocket, we're going nuclear, right? And so Bond dresses up as a ninja and applies suction cups to his knees and hands. And you better believe he shimmies down into that volcano. I'm going to pull us back very slightly, but it's just Mm. because it's important to talk about for the, the characterization of Bond, right? Mm. They Bond Bond and his wife Kissy, who are, yeah. they are married. They showed a full Japanese wedding ceremony, which mm-hmm. which looks fine and normal here now. But obviously, back in the day, mm. you were supposed to be like, like weird. Wow, this yeah. is crazy. Whoa. Um, but they're in a house on the island. Bond is eating oysters with chopsticks, right? And 
<sighs> and he and he sure. like is desperately trying to fuck her. Mm-hmm. She's she's going like, all right, that's your bed over there. I'm gonna sleep on this one. He's like, well, we're, we're husband and wife. Surely we should share a bed. And and she's like, keep no, no. up appearances. No, 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 no. And he's like, come on, come on, come on. And it cuts to a nighttime scene, and she is asleep, and he is perfectly awake, and is just watching her. Nonce, nonce, shit, nonce, shit. At which point Tanaka shows up and goes, "Ah, oh, the Americans going to launch the the rocket," and then they do a thing. There's also this, there's also a, a, a back projected scene on a boat. And it's the most egregious thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> they didn't even make an attempt to match the lighting temperature. So there's just a video of like a nice Japanese bay with some fishermen and then Kissy Suzuki in the foreground. The sun is just coming up, so it's a very orange lighting and she is lit in perfect white. Yeah. Like, it's even great. slightly blue. It's it's very bad. <laughs> but anyway, back back to Back to where I like left to you. Infiltrating, infiltrating the volcano base, uh, which is fucking great, right? Because it's got mm. henchmen in color-coordinated uniforms. It's got the jankiest monorail you've ever seen in your life that looks quite futuristic in stills, but the second you see it in motion, you realize that some poor technicians at Pinewood Studios had to build a monorail and so every time this thing moves, which it does a lot, Bond sneaks around on it, it just goes, it's and you can bad. see it wobbling. Yeah, a hundred percent. Bond Bond finds the missing astronauts, liberates the missing astronauts, and once again does some hitman shit. He like has them. Not any of the guys who are like actual astronauts. Just just him, a guy, uh, decide <laughs> to put on the spacesuit. Yeah. And infiltrate the Fuck, rocket. Launch. I hadn't thought Tries about to be that. the first yeah. rapist in space, but what what's his plan here? <laughs> he has no idea. He just wants to go into space. It's like I'm not going to miss this opportunity. Like <laughs> he has a room full of four astronauts. Oh my god, I hadn't realized that. Yeah, he liberates four astronauts. And then decides that he is going to be the guy who takes the Spectre astronaut's place. And as a result of this, makes a basic error and gets his cover blown instantly. Yeah, he's immediately captured. Blofeld is watching. Yet again, if you'd done any single other thing, (laughs) how well this could have gone. Well, Bond, it's not clear when, but he's swapped back to his normal hairpiece and yeah. he's taken his yellow face off now. Sure. Yeah, Blofeld, Blofeld is watching and Blofeld yeah. just goes, stop that astronaut, which is an extremely funny line. <laughs> and the guy who says everything twice is like, stop that astronaut, stop that astronaut. <laughs> uh, he's actually Bond, got a speech impediment. It's, it's bad to make fun of him. <laughs> Bond is taken before Blofeld, who gets to introduce himself, and it's fucking Donald Pleasance. We see him. We see his face. Looking amazing. We hear his voice. Sounds like this. James Bond, allow me to introduce myself. I am Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Cool, right? Bossing it, 100%. He's got the big wing back sort of armchair the whole time. Uh, it's it's great, right? He's wearing the grey narrow jacket. It's all tremendously, you know, aesthetic and inventive. Like just it's, it's genuinely, just like weird. close your eyes, imagine Blofeld. You know what he looks like. Yeah, it's been right. in the cultural milieu for this whole time. The look, the look, I can understand because the look is like, oh, he's looks kind of sinister. But I've got to mm. ask, what the fuck is Donald Pleasance doing in this film? Like his what, direction. What is what is this <laughs> performance like? Why? So Blofeld is. He's not portrayed as being intimidating. He's about a foot and a half nope. shorter than Bond. 
uh, and they, they, they a white take, Persian they cat take the whole care time. to show us that he's not just petting it he's petting it very nervously and quickly and he's mm. actually behaving like a cat himself he's very sort of like anxious and flitty and capricious uh, he's, he's not at all boy. intimidating mm. it's a really fucking weird performance and I don't know what the fuck he thinks he's doing if I was behind it's the big- camera I'd be like yo Donald like what are you doing man like you're supposed like to be the There's villain. a reason it's persisted this For long. Three movies we have been building you up as the most terrifying thing ever, and you're just showing up and being like, uh, Mr. Bond, please don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a fucking, he's a fucking cock. He's a nerd. <laughs> also, um, so, okay, the Americans have launched their rocket, right? And the mm. footage of that, I am fucking almost certain that that's a Russian R3 rocket they showed launching. <laughs> which is like, did they just like mix up the footage yeah, from the sure. Russian? Why not? <laughs> just to fuck with you, Dev, yeah. <laughs> is that like, that's not, hang on. Now, I mean, Blofeld is going to set another precedent of Let's go. explain your plan to Bond, <laughs> who is unrestrained in front of you, in plenty of time for him to prevent it. So yeah. he's like, yeah, no, watch what's going to happen. You can watch it on the, on, the, on the TV monitors here. The thing's going to eat the spaceship, and then the Americans are going to nuke the Soviets. And Bond flawlessly plays off, well, if I'm going to have to watch television, can I have a cigarette? Knowing that he has been given at the ninja training school That's right. <laughs> an exploding cigarette gun. First and lesson of ninja, baby. Exploding cigarette gun. Shot. And Blofeld, Blofeld is like too, uh, you know, chivalrous. He's like, yeah, fine, give him his cigarettes. No, no, not chivalrous. The- He's too much of a spineless cock. He's also like, oh, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah please, don't, please don't shut me in a locker. Uh, Just yeah, don't so tell he- my mum that we've been smoking. He he gives him <laughs> the, the cigarettes lines are and like reverbing as if he was in a locker. <laughs> <laughs> and Bond Bond is now armed, oh, right? He's armed with um, a, a gun that we know fires up to thirty yards, and the thing that it hits fucking explodes. He has a free shot on literally He's anyone in a room with a bunch of guys with guns. Could shoot them. Could take their gun. Nope. Could shoot Blofeld. At that point, it's pretty much over. Could shoot the guy at the control panel that's gonna do the thing. Instead, he finds the one guy in there, literally a red shirt, the only guy in there wearing a red jumpsuit, whose only job is to open and close the big door in the the crater (laughs) that the rocket comes out of, and has already left, and he shoots that guy. He shoots that guy and gets immediately overpowered Imagine and held at gunpoint. a situation where he had done any single thing else. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot Blofeld! Now, the way also, this is described wait, in the script wait, is you first, you first. Bond helps Tanaka's army enter Blofeld's face. He doesn't do shit! He- Blofe- Tanaka is leading his army of ninjas to like repel down the crater, but they have like grenades and shit. They couldn't blow their way in anyway. So that's also, what you use the cigarette for. There's a bit where because of Spectre being Spectre and I'll just kill anyone as soon as they're done. Blofeld's like, all right, as soon as these guys capture that rocket, just fucking blow it up. And he's got a big guy called Hans, and he he literally yeah. says to Hans, "Super Hans, here's the key." And then he points at the dead. And Bond's there. Bond is stood there. And he points yeah. at this and he goes, this is the exploder button. What? The exploder button. And I just wrote down like, Hans, you'll need to use this key and that button to explode the rocket. Hans, 
And listen, listen closely. You must take this key that I have given you. It is in your front lapel pocket. Remember this, Hans. You must put it in. Hans, my mother's maiden also, name was Blofeld. Also, also the Hans, this rocket. is my pin number. <laughs> Hans, if you... Also, Hans, if you need to log on to my online bank, <laughs> it's so fucking up. Also, the Spectre rocket has like USSR and the red star on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. like I assume there's, 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 they think there's going to be cameras in space to just to make it really <laughs> clear. Because we but, are somehow watching this happen. Oh, yep. that's right. And it's like, where's this? Where's this feed coming from? <laughs> and they yeah. just don't care. They're not explaining this. Yeah. So ma- massive, massive gunfight between the various ninjas and the various color-coded goons. The ninjas all have um, gyrojet weapons, which was an interesting experiment in making rocket-propelled ammunition. I don't the like, the wait, manufacturer I that at all either. This is real. Yeah, this was real. Oh, yeah. The manufacturer oh, yeah. paid for the product placement. And the reason why none of these were ever adopted by anyone in real life is because the initial velocity of a rocket-propelled bullet is so low that you can defeat one of these by putting your thumb over the end of the barrel. It's not great. <laughs> that <laughs> is 100% ideal. true. On God, that is the true. The explosions are a little bit like larger than they would be, but like these weapons are, are real. <laughs> In the same way that the the fucking jetpack was real from the last one, but also but, bad. What, but why would you have rocket powered bullets? Well, because they're ninjas. <laughs> if you've Abby. Are you listening? Bullets, Abby. They're ninjas. They can't just have a gun. It'd be ridiculous. They have. Okay. Also, they've got like smoke ninjas, grenades and fucking. Why are they using guns? <laughs> they've got smoke grenades. They should and... be using knives and shit. They've got shurikens, and then this is this is actually mentioned when Tanaka Tanaka shows Bond all of the like guys doing like ninja Kendo shit, and stuff, right? Yeah. Kendo, they've got swords, they throw in shurikens, and then he's like, "Check out these modern ninjas!" And they go inside, and they've got grenades and guns. <laughs> so it's set up that these guys have guns, and there's like there's one guy, there's one ninja who has a sword. Yeah, every he gets single to do fucking cool other stuff. guy has yeah. a gun. Every henchman. On the every team has a gun except there's one guy who has a sword and he's going completely beast mode. He's like cleaning house entirely. It's like Genji. Like it's yeah, he's, it he's is cool. It is very cool. I like that guy. So the, the, as as the ninja attempt to break into the control room, uh, Blofeld moves Bond. Also, incidentally, you clipped this dev for the uh, <laughs> before did. we it's even the... recorded this. His the cat is going fucking ape shit at this point. So oh, desperately trying to escape as clawing the off. shit out of Donald oh, Pleasance's arm, thing. and he's just he's he's maintaining character this whole time. He's holding this cat with like, and the cat is just fucking going. Oh my for god! It. When, when it this episode goes live, I'll retweet life. that post so you can Aww. see. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's horrendous. Guy is so desperately trying to escape. Also, Apparently, Blofeld it goes took like, the crew a couple of days to coax it out of the set because it was so scared by the explosions. Aww. Yeah, it's this is again before they invented like animal cruelty laws on set, so they were yeah. just like gripping this fucking cat with an iron grasp. Blofeld <laughs> goes like lower shutters, right? And they just close like these slight metal. Yeah, the guy shutters. who says everything says, twice says lower shutters, lower shutters. With the shutters closed, Mister Bond, this room is impregnable, and it gets immediately impregnated. Just <laughs> it's eminently pregnable. You can get in so easily. 
Yeah, Blofeld really does he, get owned he also a lot says, in this um, movie. He also says, oh, we will, we will capture the, uh, the American craft. Nothing can stop that now, except, of course, the exploder button, which I just told you about, Hans, yeah, and which you, you've you have got the key that key for. Key, right? Hans, Hans, you've got Hans, that. Hans, my loyal yeah, yeah. friend. Give, giving Hans Clapping a big thumbs back. up at this point. Yeah, <laughs> no, you got so, that key? So, <laughs> that key I gave you? You're going to need so, it to explode the rocket. So Bond escapes because Blofeld cannot help himself from doing the fake out. Oh my god. Blofeld is pointing oh a god. gun it's a at James Bond. Oh my god. He's telling Osato, who is stood next to Bond, this is the price for failure. And he takes the gun off of Bond and shoots Osato with it, and Bond escapes. Like a fucking moron. You could have killed Osato at any time, including directly after that. You can but shoot you, a gun twice. You had you, you to waste that. your first shot on the guy because you needed to do the fake out. You kn- what actually happens is he he shoots Asato and then Blofeld runs again, still with Bond at gunpoint, and sits in the monorail thing. And then he points the gun at Bond and says, and now goodbye, Mr. Bond, and is about to shoot him. And then he gets hit with a ninja star and drops the gun and rides the monorail away. So he shoots Asato, <laughs> leaves the scene with Bond to go somewhere else to kill Bond, and then decides to kill him. And it's like, kill them both at the same time, man! Just really had a pressing bang, need to ride bang, a monorail today. Literally, if, if you're ever, and this is uh, straight to you, audience, if you're ever near anyone, Inspector, and they are clearly about to kill you, just don't even worry. They're yeah. just going to yeah. shoot someone else nearby. There is no danger that you're in. Also, when the shuriken, when the shuriken hits Blofeld's gun, it goes off in his hand, and then it drops to the ground and goes off again when it hits the ground. <laughs> and I'm just like, hang on. What is the trigger uh, for on that? <laughs> One it's a revolver as well. To this be clear, a it's a revolver. revolver. You would have to have cocked it. A double action trigger pull of fucking nothing. (laughs) I'm a back. Now, but Bond Bond fights Super Hans. This is his second like fight in this movie, which is just the other guy's just big guy. Um, Mm -hmm. He successfully retrieves the exploder key from the exploder pocket and Blofeld's pin number and all of this. He throws Hans into um, the piranhas. Now, this is funny to me. Bond says, Bon Appetit, right, as Hans is thrashing around. Bond has never indicated that he has previously <laughs> been aware that there are piranhas there. You can't yeah. see oh, them, it just yes. looks like regular water. It's not even visible that the guy's getting eaten. He's just like pushed a, a guy into a swimming pool and gone, Bon Appetit, like a smug asshole. Look, he's, he's come here straight after meeting... Um, Emilio Lago. I'm pretty sure he's just assuming that if there's water in someone's base, there's gonna be something. <laughs> yeah, that's a kill fair him. point. That's a fair point. He's just guessing that it'll eat him instead of like poisoning mm. him or some shit. Yeah, it's not like Blofeld put up a sign. No, beware, p- beware piranhas. <laughs> he uses the exploder key and explodes the spacecraft at the last minute. And the Americans, who we've been following at fucking DEFCON 2 this whole time, like, the second we see an- anyone try to fuck with the spacecraft, we're going to a nuclear war, have seen this spacecraft come up to theirs, open up its big fucking jaws, and then explode. And are just like, well, back to normal, boys. Quitting time. <laughs> we're fine. Let's go. <laughs> Code word is not imminent. Is what yeah, the guy the says. The president delivers his lines directly to the camera 
And it has USSR written on the side of it. Yep, and it just blows Which we can up. See and they're like, our space well, cameras. well, this is fine. This is fine. Also, there's a point during the fight where Bond throws a shuriken into someone's chest, which kills them instantly. <laughs> and like, a shuriken <laughs> has like maybe an inch of penetration. It's fine. It's like stabbing someone with an extremely small knife. <laughs> and, and the guy just dies. Like, yeah, all right. Cool. Blow, Blofeld, Blofeld activates the sort of Dr. No protocol of, I have this thing that I keep here on my base that can just destroy it instantly with a series of explosions at any well, time. I wouldn't have one of those. Just, I mean, that seems it's like a good thing that, like, the nightmare. key that he uses to activate that, he doesn't tell Bond about that. He tells Bond about the exploder <laughs> key, but not about the base exploder key. Because that would have made this a, a much shorter movie. Key. You've got to have a yeah. second. Blofeld it explodes the base, escapes. We're going to see him again. Rides the monorail out, the janky ass monorail to safety while Bond he does and the lose others his swim cat. for it. The oh, cat fuck, he loses the cat. Oh. The cat will be back cat runs, next cat runs time. Away. Blofeld cat will return in. Um, and once again, for the fucking umpteenth time, we end up with Bond and the love interest at sea in a life raft being like, oh, we're, gonna, we're going to make sex now. But this time, they subvert it. They have the submarine from earlier surface underneath them, and Money Penny gets to go cock block him, which she's like, it would be a pleasure. And that's the movie. James Bond will return in On Her Majesty's Secret Service because Sean Connery doesn't want to do it anymore. Maybe. Until he gets jealous. It's another yeah. guy. We've, we have detected a new guy because Sean Connery felt like. Uh, he was forced out of it by what we would now call the paparazzi. He wanted more more privacy to uh, do really? Sean Connery things like really oh, uh, spousal okay. abuse. Yeah, no, yeah. he was he was genuinely like, no, I felt like I was living in a fishbowl, and it was it was driving me insane mm. to to play this character. Um, Want to spend some more time with my brother really Neil? He's been making some questionable decisions lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going back to plus. Well, I mean, I said this on on the OK Connery episode, but the the directors of that movie did offer Neil to replace Sean when he yeah. when he signaled he was going to quit at the end of this movie, and Eon Eon decided not to pursue that route, which mm. is a shame. Mm. Haunted no. again. We, we, we will we'll, we'll talk about the next guy in two weeks' time. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, we, we have, have a science based system on this podcast. An evidence based, biologically factual system mm -hmm. also, to determine No pussy clock in this in this I, I I've called it the pussy clock. Shit, I said I wasn't gonna call it the fucking pussy clock. <laughs> the formerly known as pussy clock. It's supposed to be like a bad thing if this is low, but also <laughs> Well, he None does. Of that in this I mean, episode. we could we could have timed we could have timed Aki, but I don't think it would have beaten. Sure, but uh, we, the time we could have also finger. timed. He's, he's Honey shown Rider he's and... introduced having sex with a woman. Like it, it, you fully. Not point not. Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls? Abby, tell them about the scientific based. Metrics. Uh, well, we 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 rate uh, we rate Bond films on a scum system for smarm, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny, and we rate each one out of 007. So, what do we think in terms of smarm? I'm thinking it's not the highest, but it's pretty high. It's up there. It's up there. Yeah. Um. I I I think the defining smarm thing is going to be um. Instant Japanese. You may need it. 
Mm. You forget I took a first in Oriental languages at Cambridge. And then never and then uses never speaks Japanese. No, never, never, mm. never speaks Japanese. I, I think it's got to be like a five out of seven. You forget I did ancient mm. Greek. Oh, university. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with a five, Dev. Five, yeah, I reckon a five is perfectly passable. Uh, he does cultural that. insensitivity. Cultural insensitivity. Cultural uh, insensitivity. Eight. Eight. Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls? It's like nine. I don't like they. This is like we haven't hammed up the racism that much, but like this is one of the most. Racist I forgot to mention this, but when he it. meets Asaso in his office, Asaso fully says the words "are so" twice. He also mm. he's like. Okay, in, in that scene, Bond is describing why he's suddenly there instead of the previous head of the company, and he goes, oh yeah, no, the last guy fell into like a pulverizer or some shit, and Asato mm. goes, ah, an honourable death. And it's like, huh? Do you just know that these <laughs> guys died, say that? He, yeah, that he, he died point? like a chemical samurai. Fine. <laughs> he died falling into a pulverizer. Oh my god, that's such a good phrase. God, that's it's my like... band, Chemical Samurai. <laughs> it's very unfortunate. <laughs> So, so um, eight out of high. eight out of seven for cultural insensitivity. If anyone wants to write us a fan song called "Chemical Samurai," now would mm. be the time. Please and thank you, "Chemical Samurai." Uh, yeah, eight, eight, eight out of seven. Unprovoked violence. Um, I want to say relatively low, right? Mm. Like yeah. he's unprovoked violence as a metric is sort of in preparation for the later bonds. The earlier one doesn't really do yeah. that much. No, he this does is, this shoot is... some of the dock workers who are quite clearly n- unarmed. Yeah, so although they are trying to goon his ass. That's that. That to me seems mm. like a fairish like escalation. Like... Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I think the thing is right. This is this movie is pitched at just about the right level for me. Right, that's why I say that I enjoy, it's the only Bond movie I'm going to enjoy until yeah, we get into unbelievably racist. It's un- yeah, because I I too am unbelievably <laughs> racist. No, it's because Sorry. like it's it's not as camp as um say any of the Moore movies or the Brosnan movies, mm. but it's a bit more heading towards that kind of supervillainy. So you don't have the either like relentless grimdark of 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 Daniel Craig or the sort of naked brutality of the earlier Conneries. Um, he's not as much of an absolute danger in this one, and he has some like relatively charming moments, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think it's got to be l- relatively low on the unprovoked, mm. uh, unprovoked violence. Yeah, I think in a I two? there's no point in this movie where Bond genuinely does feel like he's in peril. Like That's even true. when he's face to face with the villain, he 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 is just yeah, sort just of like, like he's, he's, he's not even like handcuffed or tied up or anything. He's just like there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's not. His body language isn't scared because how would you be scared? Donald Pleasance is like a, a foot shorter than you, and he's <laughs> deliberately acting in a way that is unthreatening. And it's like unprovoked is quite low. Now mm. misogyny. <laughs> um. Well, eight. It's got to be eight. Why do Chinese girls taste different from all other girls? I would, yeah. I would maybe hold off doing two eights and one. I'd say this is. I say this is a six or seven. I'd I'm say this is willing to go with you on that. Really, I'm, I'm happy oh, yeah, to do I, seven. I think, I think it's yeah, it's got to be at least seven because like the line about I will enjoy serving under you. The fact that mm. they they kill off Aki and then replace her with another woman who isn't even named. She's just like there. Oh, the fucking in, in Japan men come first thing. Yeah. No, yeah, okay, no like, none of, eight, right. Eight, okay. Eight, none eight, of eight, that eight. is Bond's misogyny. All of that are lines that are said by other people or th- decisions made Bond by the directors of Bond's this like, film. Why do Chinese Bond's girls like, taste different from all other girls? 
But all of that, and I'm not arguing in favor of misogyny. I'm just saying that there is a difference between the misogyny that Bond displays during this and the ones that are displayed by every As single like other character. Foreign, foreign and exotic the script and writers, Japanese, the yeah. directors, that kind of a thing. The movie itself is more misogynistic than Bond is, but Bond does, Bond does do that like, oh, I might retire here as soon as he finds out that women are mm. not human in mm-hmm. Japan too. So eh, I'm going for seven. I don't know if eight is... I, I think you've sold me on this. I'll go seven too. All right then. All right then. Uh, so that gives us a total score of somebody better at maths than me. I'd better double check my figures, but I think that we like are on Excel twenty. Document. Think that we are on twenty-two, which means that it oh. is not the worst. It is the second worst. Goldfinger is still winning by one point. Well, I mean, you're gonna. Yeah. You, you'll have to try hard to top. <laughs> You're gonna. That, that's a, why we yeah. I, I, we I never given, have to try hard to top. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Trying uh, to bring that bottom mm. back in one piece. I am piece, sitting 007. here in a black sequin dress with a sheer capelet. <laughs> Do try and complete no fap November this time, Mond. No, I, 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 I feel like we could have given Goldfinger a fucking nine. I for, think Goldfinger actually could have gone higher. Sure. Yeah. But I'm. Yeah. I'm happy with twenty. Twenty-two. I yeah, and genuinely, I I enjoyed watching this movie. I don't somebody know somebody update the wiki. I, maybe it's because I'm I I am racist. Maybe it's because I was just in a sort of happier frame of mind. Maybe it's because it doesn't have a twenty-minute scuba diving sequence. But mm. um, for a two-hour movie, this one sort of it's pacey. It carries itself relatively mm. well. I think. Mm-hmm. Final consideration that we must take into account: Kronstein Rosette. Who do you believe is worthy? of the award for side character that has uh, really shown themselves to be essential to the movie. Now, I don't want to say Irma Brandt because her plan is so stupid. If, if you say Spectre I 11, do want I'm her to top my top completely. I'm going to lose I, my mind. I, 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 I want her to peg me. That's the, I'm, I'm afraid that's all there is to it. That's my sole consideration. Does it have to be a villain or is it just a side character? No, side character. Yeah, side character. Well, in that case, it's, Tiger if Tanaka. If it's just a side character, it's got to be Tanaka. 100%. There you go. My friends call me Tiger. It's based. It's based as hell. Mm. Well. Well, thank place. you very much for joining us. What should as we be I'm doing next time? As I'm told they say in Japan. <laughs> next time, we will be doing a fucking Q&A, is what we will be doing, mm. for patrons only. So if you are subscribed to us on Patreon, which you should be, I for believe your we eyes only. That's right. And I so believe by the time this comes out, this. we will have already recorded that. So don't ask us any questions if you're hearing this, but be ready Oops. for it to come out. Yeah. Um, yeah, should have been quicker, I guess. Yeah. Or be ready mm-hmm. to ask us questions for the next QA that we do, because we're gonna do them every like, I don't know, every so every often. Fifth, I reckon. Something like yeah. that. Uh, I don't want to yeah. commit to that. It's a nice idea. Really. Yeah. Sure. Well, our next bonus episode will be something. And uh, our next, our next main episode will be on Her Majesty's Secret Service, where we will be finally rid of the curse of Sean Connery, never to be seen again in the Bond franchise. I assume forever. Mm. I haven't looked. I will be saying the word never again. (laughs) In conclusion, I have only this to say: Kill Bond now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kill James Bond. We will return with On Her Majesty's Secret Service in two weeks' time. 
But if that is simply too long to wait, we do have a Patreon where we upload bonus episodes on those interstitial weeks. Next week's bonus is going to be our first listener Q&A, and I'm very excited about that one. Speaking, of course, of our beautiful patrons, special thanks to our £15 and above patrons, and those are Jack Holmes, Paint McCarla, Kentucky Fried Commie, Amanda Ragda, Timothy Pajorni, Valaith, Larry Kins, Jack Bushel, Josh Simmons, Elizabeth Cox, Alfredo, Jonas Schwamberger, and Zoe Shepard. I am overjoyed at the fact that I have to take a breath halfway through reading this list now. This has been Kill James Bond, starring Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer is Nate Bethay, and our podcast art is by Matt Lubchansky. See you next time. <laughs>